Hello, everybody in the TOE community. Welcome back to another episode of the Learner Series podcast. As always, I'm Ann Fisher, a senior learning designer at TOU and the host of this show. We've had some really interesting episodes so far, ones on teaching others, habit stacking. But today I really want to get into the topic of motivation. And I've invited Chris Pem to the studio to, to talk about ways in which we can um, stay motivated during our studies. He really provides a lot of tips and tricks as well as some good insight into how we can balance uh, work, life and studies together within the context of staying motivated, as well as uh, how we can leverage the community and feedback um, as ways of motivation. As always, happy to have you listening with us. And now let's get started. With me today in the studio, I'm uh, lucky enough to have Chris Pem. Um, Chris works as a managing consultant at Amadeus Fire and is a TOU master's student. Chris, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, um, I have a background in hospitality, started um, with a like vocational training, uh, went to university besides my work um, in uh, economics, did my um, old-fashioned German diploma, did an MBA, MBA, did an executive MBA in the U.S., and uh, yeah, stumbled over to Morris University, like I think at the very beginning, um, before the programs were launched, but I was hesitant because my wife said, I don't need another degree. Um, but yeah, the thought didn't, uh, didn't leave me. And uh, finally, um, by the end of 21, it must have been, I had a chat with Thomas and uh, yeah, this is how I ended up starting the program a bit more than a year ago. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on my way to finishing the program, writing my master thesis right now. Um, with regards to reading and how to get kids motivated on that topic. Uh, yeah, and th this is this is maybe the short version. Other than that, I have two kids, live here in the beautiful city of Hanover, like in the region, and um, super curious uh, and always willing to learn something new and more. I'm glad that you mentioned um, starting a year ago and then kind of... Uh now within the year um really working towards your master's thesis so in that sense kind of keeping within the time frame that uh we have uh we've laid out at tomorrow's because that leads into the kind of point about motivation and how one stays motivated to um you know you mentioned kids work studies um how many more degrees do you need like um and so within kind of that work-life balance and um Motivation, in many ways, is a multifaceted topic. And um, for this discussion here, I wanted to kind of define motivation as a desire or willingness for, of a person to do something. And in this case, like your case here, learning. Um, because there was a study conducted in 2005 by researchers Sanson and, and Tolman on the idea of self-regulation uh, of motivation model. And they defined kind of two different uh, kinds of essential motivation for learning, especially within the online context. And the first one is kind of goals-defining learning, where our perspectives on the values and expectancy of learning contributes to our motivation to learn. So I guess, in other words, um, I as a learner, if I as a learner see value in what I'm learning, I'm more motivated to learn it. And my question for you is, um, does that resonate with you? And what does motivation mean to you? Yeah, basically, um, like, like especially in the context of, of learning university or like content that you can apply in some kind of way. For me, it's uh, something like, especially topics like sustainability and technology are something that are taking a um, bigger role in our daily lives and our daily working uh, routines. And um, in order to understand better what are the needs of, 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 of our peers, of, of people around us, I think it's crucial to understand these things. And 
what drives me is curiosity, always to see what's behind the corner and um, what might this mean to me and uh, the people around me. And um, I guess, guess that's, that's the main reason for me uh, why I learn, because I don't need another degree, but it's uh, the curiosity to see what's, uh, yeah, what, what's really driving us today and maybe tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. And you mentioned uh, curiosity, and I, I assume, in a sense, it's kind of a source of motivation uh, or um, a drive for motivation. Do you do you have other sources of motivation, and, and where do you find them? Uh, yeah, well, well, I, I think it's really hard to to pin it down to to like certain areas. Yeah. But um, when I really think about it, then it's it's um, as well something. That I'm I guess I'm a people person, so I've I've been working in hospitality. I'm uh, I'm working in recruiting right now, so my daily business is basically around people, and um, for me, collaboration and uh, getting in touch with people is something that motivates me a lot, and this applies to this program as well. Second point of self-regulation of motivation is something that is described as um, as the more interesting and engaging a topic is, the more motivated um, people become uh, in in their learning and in a sense, kind of looking for values uh, in what you're learning. And I guess my question for you then, um, you know, we talked about kind of what drives your motivation, where do you look for sources of inspiration? Um, but uh, how does value play a role in keeping you motivated? Yeah, well, I think I think in, in that case, it's the value of a degree in general. So um, I think there are numerous options out there for you to to say, I'm going to learn about this and that. And this is like a very like individual matter. Some people might just um, get their content and read it and uh, get involved with the topic and it can really dive deep. And for me, it's, it's always something where um, having a goal by the end of it is something that, that helps me. Like you mentioned earlier, like being within the time frame. So we, we have like a schedule and I guess it's like going to school and you don't want to fall behind. So you, you want to, uh, be with your peers and um, so, so I guess that's something that, that motivates me as well so I have a value which is like a degree which I don't know whether the degree itself is something I'm going to need but I think uh, the content that is like uh, it's, it's, it's the way it's the journey rather than just the, the target to say there's, there's a master's degree so I think hope that makes it clear Exactly but you also make a good point about the value in um in the community learning as well, right? Um, I can hear that from from what you were saying. And um, having a strong community is like a, is is a really important factor to to stay motivated on whether you're studying or working or or a life in general. But um, yeah, what we've seen over the past decade in higher education practices as they, they're moving more towards this kind of community based model of of learning, and probably for good reason because the community is then a driver for for motivation and. I guess, um, how does that, I mean, especially within tomorrow's, because we are community-based, uh, challenge-based online learning. So you have also that tricky aspect of, of, of being online um, and not, not present. But um, does that hold true for you, the value of the community? And, yeah. and how do you use the community to keep you motivated? Yeah, maybe, maybe okay, something, because I've, um, I've, I've done all my other degrees uh, online as well or on distance learning. I guess like the first one was more like distance learning than online. Second one as well, but um, so it's 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 different whether they give you um, just a script for for like a certain topic and you read a uh, hundred, two hundred, three hundred pages and 
um, get the literature and get gets uh, yeah get to know this stuff. It's 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 a way to do it, and um, it has proven that it works more or less. The thing is whether you always are engaged with the content, whether you really have somebody who's saying, okay, where's where's Ahmed today? I haven't seen her. Is she, is she not coming? So we have these regular meetings every, for first it was normally um, Wednesday evenings. Um, and like you were seeing the chit chat going on, people, okay, ah, what's happening with you? And you were talking to each other. And that's something that really helps you to stay um, focused because people uh, with similar interests are joining one you know, one program and mm -hmm. you really, um, you get to know the people because you work together in teams uh, on different projects and challenges and that makes it uh, so much more accessible. Um, I think one can say in order to get in touch with each other. So I would say that that really makes sense and it helps to stay motivated. Yeah. And it seems to be kind of a, a, a give and take in that sense. They motivate you, but then there's probably also ways in which, uh, you motivate them which then becomes a more motivating factor for you yourself, <laughs> that excitement of, of, of seeing um, somebody progress like or that aha moment when you're supporting them yeah. in their learning as well. Yeah. In, 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 in German, there's like this sentence, eine, has, eine Hand wäscht die andere und beide das Gesicht. So I guess that uh, yeah. explains it very well um, how, how we actually encourage each other to, to stay on track and to to get those things that are needed done, basically. And have, have there been times then um, when you've kind of, I'm sure, been confused, frustrated, or even demotivated in your studies? Um, maybe not as, at tomorrow's per se, but in the other on degrees that you've done. And um, how do you use the community for that or to stay motivated? Yeah, I, I think I think like there are there are always phases where you say, okay, why why have I done that? Because um, like there are unforeseeable things we cannot control. You know, um, for instance, when I was doing my MBA, my second daughter was born, like in the, uh, in, the in the meantime, that was something I, uh, we, yeah, we didn't see like happening so quickly, but then, uh, well, you know, you have to deal with it and it might be hard if you don't get enough sleep every night and uh, you still have to do your papers and your homework and all these kind of things. Um, so, but, but then it's something where you've, where I try to focus on the aim, why I do it, and uh, then 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 it works out very worked out very well for me. And uh, like at tomorrow, like one thing that's different is like the the grading system because it's like not like uh, yeah one two three four five or ABC or whatever. Um, it's like yeah. achieved or not achieved. And um, like especially in the beginning, you I, for me it was hard to adjust. Like no, not hard, but it was like uh, like because it's different. And when you have like a backlog of things you still need to resubmit, that can be something that was challenging for me. Uh, and I knew, okay, I, this course is going on, I do coursework and I have this challenge to be done. But but then I was like uh, pushing through maybe one, two, three, four weeks that were like harder. And then you had like the rhythm again, which makes it easier to balance private life, work and uh, studying. Mm. But I, I guess Opposite. it's just like the, your peers that ask you, how are you doing? And, it's okay, I'm going to do it now. Anna asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then kind of coming back to that point, like with your peers, um, um, I wanted to transition into the idea of feedback and how feedback uh, affects our motivation to, to learn. And um, we do a lot of peer feedback at TOU. Um, I know that, you know, you have collaboration within your teams or in your groups that you're solving challenges with. What are your thoughts on 
peer feedback and how does it influence your motivation? Well, basically, I think feedback is something people need to learn because uh, we are normally not not yeah. not used to give uh, feedback on such a regular basis to say, okay, Anna, that was like really amazing. Um, but that part, I didn't like that much. And I would uh, recommend doing it like a bit different or like choosing a different approach to all these kind of things. So I think it's 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 crucial for you to understand really what um, what maybe is expected from you in the long run. But if you get really detailed and constructive feedback, it can be very beneficial on, on so many areas because you actually are um, pointed towards mistakes you might have made or um, to, towards uh, yeah, areas where you have space for improvement. And, and this actually helps. Like, but before that, I think it's really crucial that we, uh, we, we, we make sure that we all know how to give feedback and how to receive feedback. So it's, a, it's not a yeah, one-way street. Exactly. And um, no, absolutely. I think that this is also quite an important aspect. And, um, and what, what about kind of negative feedback in that sense about uh, getting motivation? As you mentioned before, people need to learn how to give feedback, and, but also to receive it. And um, oftentimes we can feel a bit demotivated when we get something back that we didn't really expect or we didn't really like. And um, yeah. how do you try to, yeah. how do you try to balance that? Yeah, I, I guess, I guess it, the question is you always need to separate, like, um, like, especially like when it comes down to academic work or like working in professional work, let's, let's call it that because it's, it's professional work, what we basically yeah. do in, in our studies, but the same applies for every workplace. So if somebody comes back to you and say, okay, Anna, you did this and that, mm, I think in that area you did really well, but here you can improve. Then the negative is, 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 is not really, if it's, brought forward in a way that helps you to improve, you can always see it as something that makes you better for the tasks ahead. Mm. And, and this is what I mean. If people say, okay, that was wrong. Like people tell you that was wrong. You didn't do good. Then you normally um, cannot improve on it. So um, this, this, is, this is why feedback, which is brought forward in a very constructive and professional way, I guess it's always something that motivates you to maybe do the extra mile, spend another half hour on our, like preparing a meeting or a presentation or like a piece of paper for, for, I don't know, for university or something. So, um, yeah, it, it, it can be destructive, but it's not done good. Yeah. But also maybe, um, from your sense, like, you know, you mentioned this kind of curious mindset before, even, even if it's not done well, you can still, um, take a curious approach to it to, um, yeah. to then kind of help you keep motivated. And finally, my, my last question for you, you know, kind of work-life balance. Um, you mentioned, as I said before in the past, your, yourself, your kids, your family, your, your many degrees, your job. Um, are, many of our students are just studying on top of working and having families, and it can be a real burden on motivation. And I, my last question for you is, would you have any tips or tricks to help kind of balance this situation? Yeah, um, so, so I think it's important to make space for your studies and um, and if I say to make space, I, th I, I mean it basically in every dimension. So um, it doesn't make sense for you to start a degree or like a program like a tomorrow's when you, um, when you just want to do it for the degree. And you just meet, need to make sure that your spouse is on board, that your family is on board, that they actually say, well, it's okay that you have, I don't know, one or two evenings a week where you, I don't know, skip the family part a bit earlier and you uh, focus on your studies. So for me, it's basically only under the week in the evening when the kids are in bed. So um, weekends are taboo, so they're not used for studying. It's basically just in the evenings under the week. And um, 
maybe to set up a room, like if you have the space for it, uh, like a little desk or something where you have all your things um, and get get all your like all your personal um, yeah stakeholders on board. Like if if you can, like sometimes your employer, it could be your friends, family, and I think that's that's the most crucial part. If you don't do that, then it will be harder to to stay focused and to 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 get the most out of the programs. And I've I've heard from numerous students or people thinking about the program that they say, okay, maybe I reduce hours, maybe to thirty five or thirty per week. And uh, depending on your circumstance, I think that makes sense because then you can really get the most out of the program. So I was doing the basic things and all the uh, extra. Uh, curricular activities like like some really interesting talks i was not able to attend like because uh, work and family and i guess um really get informed but, but get your space in order to study i guess that's that's for me the advice i would give to everyone um studying besides work and family life get your space but also get your village to kind of help yeah. you along this journey yeah. so you, you you don't need to be alone it's all about collaboration you know exactly Thank you, thank you very much for joining me today. I, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, had some great insights, some good tips, um, and just some good inspiration about uh, staying motivated in your learning. So thanks. Thanks very much. for having me.